Hello, welcome to Sharehouse Nation. Welcome to Sharehouse Nation. I'm Darcy. I'm Sabrina, and we're here with uh, Ms. Monica, friend of the podcast, Monica Jasmine Caro. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've heard so much about this podcast. We have been heckling you to come on this for quite some time. time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, uh, but, but here we you are, better late than flesh. never. Uh, f- yes. And how do you feel about our new digs? You obviously, you've been to our other share house before. Now you're in our new house. Oh, new digs. Wasn't picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm not down with this lingo. Like, this yeah, lingo <laughs> share house nation lingo. lingo. I really like this new abode. It has very um, family vibes. Thanks. And it's, it's really beautiful. I'm it's, really happy for you guys. Thanks, it's much guys. nicer. It's cold, it's but so it is cold. what it is. Like, it's so cold. And the addition of the backyard it will be really great, I think. Thank you, with, man. I'm we have a barbecue, gatherings. so we'll be able to have a barbecue at some point. Yeah. yeah. And now that COVID restrictions are lifting up. See, like, you're here because you're, like, allowed to be here, which is nice. I this know. is not an illegal gathering. Yes, this is not an illegal gathering. Yeah. We are doing this very much in the law. Not we are a law-abiding citizens here. Yes. So, very cute. So, wanted to have you on because you have quite a colourful uh, rental history. Yes. You've been a renter in Melbourne for how many years? Well, I'm 26, so... The last seven years. Seven I feel. years. Yeah, yeah it's, damn. It's a long time to be it's a sharing. Long time. Yeah, seven or eight years actually, because if we count 18. Yeah. Well, yeah on and off. Because it's very interesting because I think um, we've talked about it before because we're all Gippsland folk. Mm-hmm. It seems like Gippsland folk mostly move out of home. Like a lot of them move out of home, like 18 on the dot to go to Melbourne. You want to get to Melbourne. You want to get here, you know? We're like. Obviously, the big a, lot of, a lot of like Melbourne people I know like still live at home, you know? Because I'm like, I kind of understand it. I'm like, why would you leave when you have a, a, house, a that house that you don't have to pay rent for in the city? Yeah, it's fair. But yeah, so you were you flew off the nest. So, I mean, obviously, let's let's start it off, shall we? Uh, What's your rental Darcy? history? Yeah. I'll just start off by saying that, yeah, Melbourne, Nam, Wurundjeri country has nurtured me for some time now and Boomerang country as well, if we count Turak. So I've been really grateful to have been here and be nourished by this country and I um, just want to pay my respects to the elders, both past and present and mm-hmm. any First Nations people who are listening today. So my journey started in Burwood, the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Yes. Um, I unexpectedly got into Deakin, um, Deakin University. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I was not ready to go to to go to uni yet. Neither 18. was I, because both <laughs> of you, both of us lived together, and we both dropped out. Was that the house you lived together in in Burwood? Yes. Well, was Black- it Burwood? Oh wait, Blackburn. Blackburn. Sorry, we went to but, Burwood I mean, East, campus. We went. Yeah, you went to Burwood campus, but yeah, I mean, it was East Side. Same diff. Same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, went, I was living there with you, Sabrina, for yeah, a, one year, I think. Was it about a year? I feel like it was less. I feel like it was maybe... Nine months. Maybe about nine months. No, I feel like it was a year, actually, because I did one year year of Deakin. I think I moved out, though, because Uh, I... I, You you did, actually. I did, because I was like, I can't... I don't... I'm not doing uni, and I'm a piece of crap, and then I moved in with my sister. Um, But then... But it was us two, and then there was another roommate as well, so there was the three of us. Yes, my childhood friend. Yeah. So we were there. That was cute. I enjoyed it. That was like... I don't have much memory. Like, I do have... Like, it was just really the starting of my journey. So, I wasn't really mm. attached to that place like other places. Yeah. I feel. No. And it was that whole thing of like, we were like, oh, we've got to do washing. Oh, <laughs> we've got to like cook. Like, I remember me and the other roommate, we exclusively bought um, like just kebabs, like as in like a dollar kebab. Oh, like the sticks? Like the sticks oh my God. from the Woolies. And also, that was around the time that I used to. Uh, 
shoplift from the uh, oh my from goodness, the self serve. Sabrina put in a banana, but put it in as like an apple. <laughs> she has nation does not condone this. Yeah, behavior. you're like um, I'm sorry. I, I look. I have a past. All right, I have a I don't criminal speak past. Speak for Sabrina. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, uni life. Uni, uni students. life. And you know, I'd put in like two cans of tuna, but really there was like six there. It was before they had the weights. It was oh, when they were silly. first. Dis- um, they were first like. That's one of the main memories I have of the house is me shoplifting from the Woolies and me not liking your, your boyfriend at the time. That was the main – and then also me enjoying you and I just, like, having cuddles. But yeah. then I moved out. So then after that – so you were there for a bit longer than me. And then yeah, where so, did you move on after that? Yeah, so I'll map it out. Uh, I lived in yeah Blackburn and then it was a bit of a zigzaggy kind of crossover of the city. So I think my next place was Turak. Yeah, yeah yes. that sounds right. So, so the fancy side of town. Well, yes, but it wasn't actually a, it wasn't actually a fancy place itself. It was um, quite a dingy, mm-hmm. dingy, dingy share mm. house. So it was four bedroom, and um, it was Tashini Place, I think, in Turak. But everyone knew it as like Tashini. Like, the, are you moving into Tashini? Because quite a few Latrobe Valley kids actually transitioned and moved in there and lived the hipster <laughs> lifestyle. So it was just the, um, the stepping the, stone for everyone coming. It Gipster was then. actually it had the rolling yeah. assembly line of just Gippy people. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, but also British and Welsh backpackers. So that was. Definitely <laughs> A time, so there was like four rooms, and I think when I was living there, eight to nine people. That's living, a lot. So no one had a, their own room. Nobody had their own room. So there was actually three people. Kind of like one a backpackers. Room. Yeah, very much so. It was like it was very um, rotational. Door always swinging, and yeah, some hectic parties, and um, yeah, really crazy times. So. Yeah, it was, it was mad. It was definitely an experience. It wasn't always positive, but... Um, <laughs> You're like, an experience nonetheless. It was character building. Yeah. <laughs> like, my goodness. Did you goodness. want to share any of those stories? At the time, I think I was... Yeah, I was 19 and I was living with my friend. I was sharing with my sharing a room with my friend, Rochelle, who was um, an old high school friend. But I think it was just... Um, it was a good experience kind of connecting with people like who are British backpackers. I think that was really cool um, because I ended up going to visit one of my friends in England when I went to England um, in 2014. So that oh, was a cool – Yeah, yeah. So definitely made some good friendships. Um, still Facebook friends today. Oh, nice. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> really, I think – it was definitely like just boundaries. It was boundaries. Mm. And that's um, like, cause there's a lot of people, you know, not that big of a space. There's always yeah. going to be a bit of people stepping onto people's toes. Yeah. 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 And I think, yeah, living, living in a room where you're sharing with people is definitely yeah interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't any type of home. It was very transitional. So like it was very cold um, and it was a very big party house. So there was mm. like, I'd wake up to, um, I don't know how PG this this It's not podcast. PG. Okay, so there was one time I did actually wake up to ketamine being on the table. Oh, nice. So That's I was like good. having to like wipe off um, <laughs> methamphetamine. You're like, better wipe off this K. Amphetamines. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Um, so yeah, it was quite confronting and it was quite funny as well because so many people had lived there and it was like sometimes people were living there for like one month to six months and backpackers and you name it. And I remember like, you know, blankets and just random things would just be left there so one particular night we're gathering in the communal lounge room and we're like you know it's pretty cold we want a blanket so we went into the communal cupboard to get a blanket i don't know whose blanket it was but i thought this has got to be safe right right i mean you would assume blankets are usually safe (laughs) they're usually usually carrying knives yeah Yeah. um well i mean it was safe in terms of like the risk to my health but then again it's questionable so we got the blanket out and we opened it up, but it wasn't fully opening because there was like three layers through the folded blanket of dried, a massive dried 
blood. Oh. Ah. As if someone had been there moon time or I don't know, ah. someone was bleeding excessively. So someone had just like bled. And then folded it over? And folded it up. I and just was, like, did it neatly- away? That's not where I thought this story was going. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was like, you know, it was just like those finding those types of things. And like <laughs> when you're like, I guess there's a blood patch. So sure. also think about. You know, the blood blanket. Yeah. The yeah, blood blanket. Yeah, you know, yeah, every month. Blood blanket. So yeah. I just like feel like it was a massive bender and it's like that's happened. It's like, I don't know what to do about this. The shame of that. And just like. And just fold, fold it her up. <laughs> and then just for someone You just think <laughs> I might chuck it. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Damn. I was like even try to like rinse it out a little bit. Like it wasn't a stain. It was dried blood. <gasps> yeah. So that was fun. Um, but Damn. also, so also my friend um, at the time, her and I, we cleaned up the bathroom. So as you can imagine, nine people living in a four-bedroom house. How many bathrooms? One bathroom. Oh, my God. Ah, one toilet, one bathroom. That's a jungle out there. Shit. How would you navigate, like, shower times and things in the morning? Yeah, um, I think people had, like, quite um, different schedules. So yeah. it kind of worked out. But um, the amount of female products mm. so i'm talking sanitary items that were just like behind the toilet and uh, just like built used. up used and um rubbish and just like layers and layers it's like maybe it's like very a year. unsanitary yeah it Guys, was just like so on. i just felt like i was cleaning the dna and grime off like that's disgusting. many many people um so that was a commitment within itself but it needed to be done, and I was proud that we we actually tackled. I mean, the well done, well done. Yeah, that's a that's a hard thing to task. I'm not task. sure I would have taken on that responsibility. <laughs> You'd have been like, I uh, don't get enough. I don't get paid enough <laughs> yeah. for this. Yeah, or at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I shouldn't be paying this much rent. Yeah, but the landlord. So the landlord was um, he was a caricature in, in, in himself, <laughs> and he did not want to spend one dime mm. on that house. So. Turak, I mean, it's quite an uppity area, but then you also have, you know, your shady characters as mm-hmm. well. So neither of the doors actually shut, let alone locked. So as in to the house. The front doors? The front doors. So, oh, so oh, that's, that's, actually, that's cool. That's a really so cool security actually, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how you actually came in is like you walked in and there was a bottom part of the kind of comp- – um, complex house yeah. that had been completely renovated was like flash as really nice and people were living down below as well and then you walked up concrete stairs and at the top was this like dingy un <laughs> like sanitary um i like, think they were just like yeah backpackers house. get banished to yeah. the top yeah and yeah the flashy so people go to the, the attic bottom. go to the attic yeah, yeah pretty much uh so we had a party downstairs. I think we we're friends with people downstairs, and it was just like this is how like, the other half lives. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, this classism is extreme, and it's like <laughs> I'm not okay with this. <laughs> oh damn. Um, yeah, like the also the kitchen itself had the lino coming up, so it was like the there was like no proper lino flooring, uh, and the yeah. cupboards didn't shut properly, and there was never any food, so it was wasn't really. Yeah, it was it was totally. It was not, not a, a nurturing place. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> a place to sleep, not necessarily a safe place to sleep, but just somewhere no. to sleep. To sleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think um, but out of it was really cool because I actually met a lot of great people who were quite older than me. So I was nineteen. I was living with like between. 20 to 26 year old at the time so the age difference was good in terms of like experience so yeah in one of the rooms there was three women who are you know were friends good friends of mine at the time and they were from England and Wales as well so that was really cool kind of connecting in with them and seeing how you know you know what their experiences of life 
and the world. And when were. you're when you're 19, like the age gap between like 19 to like 26 feels huge. Oh, that is like, exponential. Like, yeah. Obviously, we all here are. Well, you're 27 now, Darcy. Mm. Um, but we, you and I, are 26. And when I hang out with a 19 year old, I'm like, I'm wise. You are a child. Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel very I like I've got it. wisdom to bestow upon you. And they were so like one of the women. She was so like you know, didn't look down upon me. She wasn't like, you're 19, I have things to teach you. So I think that was really cool, you know, it was like we could connect. And I think, you know, a lot of our group of friends, we always hung out with like older people. So Mm. we had that level of maturity, which was, you know, to our benefit when we moved to Melbourne Mm -hmm. at, you know, 17, 18 years old, which is quite a young age. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it. So fast tracking, then I lived, where did I live? I'm just trying to think. Was it Preston? I think so. I mean, I'm trying to think of your history, her story, if you will. (laughs) If you will. Um, Oh, yes. Ooh, the 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 future is female. Um, But. 100%. Yes. Um, Yeah, I think it was Preston, right? I need to think. Because think about where you were at in your life. So I moved moved back home to Trelgan, which is two Mm. hours southeast of Melbourne. And then, um, so that was 2013. Then 2014, yeah, I was living in Melbourne for about, Oh, sorry, I was living in Trelgan for mm. about nine months where I was working. Yeah, I was working two jobs and I saved up to go to Europe oh, yeah. with my mum to visit my family in Slovenia. So after I came back, so that was in 2014. Yeah. Sorry, I'm all trying to get my Oh, no, if you had a lot of places to live. It's must have hard yeah. to keep track. Yeah. So when I got back from Slovenia in 2014, I think I was in Trelgan for like less than a week and somebody – had offered me a Lauren Hill ticket at the Palais Theatre in St Kilda. And I think I just packed my little Mazda 323 up, (laughs) packed my things in my Mazda, and I was like, I'm going to Melbourne. I'm going to couch surf. That's right. That's what I did. And then I came and I watched Lauren Hill, and that was the first concert. I I watched and I, you know, Was there any correlation between, like, seeing Lauren Hill and being like, I'm moving my life? Yes. So I think going to Europe was like, I cannot live in my small time like my small town mm-hmm. and my hometown even yeah. though it's actually quite a big town we say a small town country town yeah it's, it's actually it's city. like it's a you know it's, it's got actually, a Gloria jeans like it's got stuff going on you there, know economically it's quite a large it's quite lo- it's mining lo- town but yeah so but i ended up i ended up couch surfing with quite a few people so i think i was going from place to place family and my grandmother's i was living with my grandmother at one point but then that's right i got the west garth Right. The place in Westgarth, which was above a shop. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, on the corner of Westgarth Street Paint. and High Street. If anyone is listening out here who is a Northgate person or Westgarth person, oh. it was like a perfect location. Dude, the location was oh my god, it was ace. It was mint. Um give Darcy a word picture. Tell me about it. I know Northgate ish. Well, yes. I mean, just in terms of your like your hustle and bustle, your hipster vibe. Uh-huh. Um not that I was you know, conscious of going for a hipster vibe, but just the happenings for a 20-year-old, for yeah. a fresh 20-year-old. That's where you want to be. That's it's where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as like an aspiring theatre maker, an artist, I was like, I had, you know, sparks in my eyes, stars in my eyes kind of thing. So I started out there um, again with my Melbourne journey, my reigniting of my Melbourne journey. And I was living with a friend, actually – Actually, Sabrina, this is funny. Actually, you're taking me back. Yeah. So you were in the band Cuss? Yes. Is that right? Yes. So 
my friend. Oh, is it a brief pump band for friend, anyone out there? And your I sis- feel like I know this very vaguely. That yeah, you were in a I was punk in a brief band. punk band. It was <laughs> so an odd time. at this time, there's a lot of music. So it was Lauren Hill, one of my idols. And I was like, yes, I'm moving to the city. I'm going to pursue my dreams. And Sabrina, you were in your band. And Jenna, our friend, yes. came to watch you one night. And she'd just gotten back from overseas. Yes. And she needed a place to live. And then, or she had a place to live. And she invited me to, to live with to her. her. And that's how that. That one kind of connected, yeah, yeah, connected meeting. Uh, we ended up living together, and that was for for a couple of months. And we were living with French backpackers, and that was really really cool. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were cute. So we were yeah. living on top of a clothing store and a Japanese fabric store as well, which was really That's sweet. That's cute. It was yeah. very cute, and, and it had an amazing rooftop. The amazing rooftop was bitching. So we did actually. This is a funny incident, actually. So. So oh, yeah, I remember the curry place too. Sorry. Yeah, just, so we had a curry place and we had a creperie really as well. Yeah, the creperie. Oh my God, I would have suffered living there. <laughs> yeah. You'd have been like butter chicken crepes. Crepes, yeah. Crepes. yeah. <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> butter but, chicken crepes. Sorry, I completely cut no, you off. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. So living with um, a bunch of wonderful people, um, again, was really cool to connect with people from France and who became my, my friends today, who I would definitely go and visit in South France and Ooh. Marseille. So one night, um, so this, it was an amazing place. It was on top of a, top of a shop, um, had an incredible rooftop balcony with uh, like beautiful plants and like little kind of alfresco type seats and you could overlook you know, the city and the nightlife mm. and the sunset. But inside the house, it was like a shoebox matchbox. It was really cool. Yeah. And it was like, you know, weatherboards. It was like old 1920s style, but there was no smoke alarms. Oh, oh. that's illegal. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely so was, illegal. And I was like sub-subletting. So that was also kind of like a little bit, hey, hey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <It's> illegal. <laughs> so one night, because the kitchen was really old. So one night we had... um. Oh, so we actually like had to piggyback everything onto one power board. Oh, been there. And so yep. one night our housemate was having a sneaky jam. and we we're all asleep. And um, we had so many plugs in this one power board. And then all of a sudden like it caught on fire and exploded. Oh, oh my God. And actually, no, we, were, we all happened to be awake at that particular time, but none of us usually like, stayed up that late apart from that night. We're kind of like, this is really lucky. Lucky that you guys were awake. So it blew that up. That is very lucky. And it, it, it was like, it, you know, there was a fire and we had to call the, <laughs> we had to call the fire brigade. Oh and the God. guy came up and like just gave us an ear for what was like, if you don't get fire alarms you know it's pretty much a death sentence oh like my if, God. if you had been Shit. asleep he, he was like this this place it's would have just trap. would have just gone up in flames within you know within 20 minutes like not even That's that is scary. scary so it really freaked us out we're like oh my gosh we had such someone looking over us you know because yeah. i could have gone really bad yeah that, damn. there was like no real dramas there but it was. It was I mean, pretty cool. The house catching fire. It's a, a bit, bit dramatic. Of a drama. I mean, it was a bit of a, you know, <laughs> a, bit of a drama. I mean, I I've never like, personally had to call the fire brigade, so no. I've been lucky in that sense. Yeah, I think it was a wake up call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. Oh my god, I feel so bad for the person who smoked the J because I can't imagine having to be high and then dealing with that. Like, yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. You just be like, oh god, no. We like, were in our rooms and and good old. I won't say their name. Um, Good old that person. Yeah, a friend. Love him. Um, he was at like the, the the rooftop shed. He always liked to <laughs> smoke to his there. in the dark in his little shed. Sounds like someone I know. <laughs> yes, it um, does. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, yeah. yeah it was I very, just can't very imagine lucky. emerging from that and being like, ah, like having to deal with that. <laughs> but it was luckily you guys were awake. So pretty much was it after that that you guys were a bit like we're Caputo, like we're moving out? Or well, I think the owners wanted to take it back, but they were coming in with like a, a little baby. So I was like, you better get on yeah, to like, you better, your, your shit safety. You better, um, mm, not good. But I was really poor living in that house and that was definitely the start of like where I was going to go for like, you know, the rest of my life. So that was like a really cool kind of starting point, I think, coming back to Melbourne. It was like bang, like smack bang in so Northgate. Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever get a place like so close to West Garth Northgate ever again because like the rent is so high. It was definitely a fluke. The rent is yeah. too damn high. Yeah. yeah. Gentrification. Woo-hoo. We're not about that. But yeah, I do. Mm. I just remember that location. And then pretty much after that, was it you moved in with a partner at the time? So yeah, right? then I moved in with my partner. And so that was a kind of like a love whirlwind. And then within a couple of weeks, I had moved in with him, which, you know, in retrospect, well, I mean, is it, not it always reminds me smart. of uh, someone else I know, Darcy. <laughs> hey, look, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is okay in the eyes of love. Yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, my love guru. Yeah. When I want tip for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every, I'm, everything's going fine with me. So like. You're like, so don't jinx it. Everything's cool. Anyway. So I moved in there. Yeah. So actually it was kind of. It was kind of very uh, synchronistic because I moved into uh, his flat or his sister's flat at the time in North Melbourne mm. and we would end up having a child together. So it wasn't all bad. Um, <laughs> but it was good out of it. <laughs> yeah. But it was a perfect location. This was really cool. So it was like on Chetwin Street, which is smack bang in the heart of North Melbourne. And it was like a really quiet terrace type vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. And, you know, I loved like the back alley streets and the, yeah, the bluestone. And you were right, like really near the Queen's Market. Yeah. Which was crazy. It was like, yeah, it was like right really close to the Vic Market. Vic but Market. We had the community garden and, you know, that was pretty mad. And then I ended up getting a job right around the corner at yeah. Obidjuri Theatre. So I started off my traineeship there as a 20 year old and was living literally right around the corner. So it just, you know, magically kind of fell together. Aligned. Yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. And then that didn't last for that long because, you know, being 20, I think I was there for about one year. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. And then I would move into Gower Street in Preston, Mm. Prestaruno. And that was definitely, that was Because at this point you're very on the, you're on the stomping ground of north because you go from the West Garth House, you go to North Melbourne, a bit more north, Mm. and then you go to Preston. So I think you found that you are a north girl, yes? I'm a north side girl. Mm. Yeah, we all have our signs. You know, yeah, you know, like I don't like to cross the south side of the Yarra for just anyone. I find it uh, wow. You're like, yeah, well, well, well. I do find it hilarious that there's the um, ongoing thing that Paige was always south side, you were always north side, and whenever yeah. we'd want to do plans, it was always like which side of the city we going north or south. Well, yeah. my nan always talks about it, like back in the day, like back in the '60s or the '50s, you know. You're, you were either a north side person and a south side person. So it was a very like classist thing. So yeah. it was a little bit more upper class than south side, which still is a mm. factor. Um, so crossing the south side of the Yarra was always like, you know, there was, you know, always comments made and there was a bit of prejudice, <laughs> yeah. a kind of tension. You could cut it with a knife. Yeah. Uh, so Good. I always like talking about that. So I kind of like, it's in my, it's in my genetics, in my DNA to have that like a little bit of sting, sting. towards the south side. <laughs> Cheeky rivalry. Fabulous. Cheeky Absolutely rivalry. Fabulous. So yet. Preston, Northside, Darabin area, my stomping ground. Yeah, mm. definitely, definitely really, you know, really love love that area. So this this share house was really interesting. Um, <laughs> no, it was really cool because so, so I moved in and with two complete randoms. That was the mm-hmm. first time I'd ever 
How did you how did Arts you get into well how did you get into that situation of moving in with randos? Was it like a flatmates.com kind of thing? Was it some random person Facebook being like, post. hey? I think it was like a Facebook post. Mm. Um, maybe it was fairyfoss.com. Fair um, Real Estate. Fair Real Estate. Maybe. A classic. Uh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah, Great classic. resource for Melbourne uh, listeners if you're yeah, looking for fairy, a housemate. Fairy Floss Real Estate on Facebook. Classic. Yeah, yeah. So I lived with two lovely ladies and that was definitely really cool again. I, I think it was, it was really cool because we lived with people who had uh, cross-country exchange friendships so my friend was living uh so my friend was dating um a guy from mexico and so he came over and then one of my housemates he had um quite a few friends from south america from spending some time over in south america but also it was kind of like a hub for gypsies and people that were kind of wanting to come through and kind of attach Mm. onto our house a little bit and it was very it was very open in the sense of um and we kind of just let anyone, any kind of random people stay. So we had people from, I think at t- one time, from Switzerland stay, um, definitely from South America, from Colombia, you know. Like a, kind of like a makeshift backpackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely like that. Mm. Uh, so, you know, there was a few, at times, you know, everything was always great. And what I loved about that house is like, you know, there was a mentality. It's like, you know, we're attracting that community in so really nothing bad really happened until that one person came who Mm. was a little bit you know Mm. we got a vibe which was really sad because we hadn't had that before we had that kind of trust yeah yeah so it was definitely um you know an interesting experience so after all that you know all the original housemates ended up rotating out and leaving and actually it was really cool because living there one of my housemates was friends with Nina, our friend Nina. Mm. And so now I've got like a very good friend from my From like a friend of friend, friend. Which friend. is like, yeah, I love that. And I had no mutual kind of connection with any of my housemates, but more mutual connection with the friend of the housemates. So that was really cool. And also a good friend of mine, he, um, he was from Korea and learning about the histories of South Korea and North Korea. And that was really insightful. And, and yeah, we had so many amazing political, worldly conversations in that house. So it was like a beacon of like, Okay, what's your experience? What's your experience? And I think I love that about share houses. It's multicultural. Like, it's mu- it was very multicultural, and and we you know we're up for kind of any discussion, which is really cool. So it would have been a definitely a time for everyone to have a lot of personal growth and a lot of like um, yeah. talks of ideas. Feels like a philosopher's cafe. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, we go to the cafe and we Talk argue philosophy. ideas. Mm. It's almost a bit like yeah. that, but in a house. In a house. Yeah, and then can't so- escape it. So then yeah. everyone left and uh, Freezy ended up staying, who I was just referencing before. He was from, is from so- South, South Korea. Korea. South yep. Korea. Yeah, he's yeah, still a friend of mine today. Love him dearly. Amazing musician, producer, incredible person. Yeah, so all the original housemates ended up leaving. And then we got a couple of different people in. And it was really a weird mix of people, some anarchists and punks and... Uh, for, like for me, I feel like I'm a little bit of a chameleon. I'm mm. I'm I'm very adaptable to so many different people, and I'm like, come in, I want to help you, and yeah, you, we can hold a conversation. So this will work, but then the personality dynamics are like, wow, you know, mm. one is listening to death metal, <laughs> which is I like my folk music, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's really fun. But yeah, no, that was really interesting experience at house. It was um very a very big learning curve. A lot of people stayed and. I ended up, you know, going through part of my pregnancy, my early pregnancy in that house. So yeah. that was definitely... That'd be an interesting place to be pregnant with so much 
different vibes around. It was and you're kind of like, I need to relax right now. Yeah. Like, I feel sick. <laughs> I, I got it. I got out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my my housemate, he was uh, he was really great. He um, was always checking in with with me, uh, but I, I wasn't there for for too too long of that, that yeah. experience. But uh, it was definitely. Yeah, it was definitely a time. So, yeah, went back to Trelgan and then traveled up the East Coast. So, I guess, you know, some people's houses are, the, are, their, are their cars, right? So oh, like, yeah, totally. So we should do an really, episode on that. That's yeah. really cool. Ah. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. So, you know, part of my experience was definitely being a little bit of a gypsy myself and going mm. up to the uh, along the East Coast and um, spending a bit of time around Byron Bay with my partner at the time. So, you know, that experience in itself, I feel like, you're sharing your spaces all the time, you know. So, mm. yeah, like that was that was definitely a time. That was an experience. Uh, and then I would move to <laughs> Reservoir. It's really a colourful time, Reservoir. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so that would have been – and that was with New Bubba. New Bubba, yeah. New I, I was living in Preston at the flat. Oh, yeah, the flat, Preston at the flat. Then I moved to So that was Reservoir. your father's flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then yeah. I moved to Reservoir with my own little crib. It was a three-bedroom place. So I lived with my friend Millie, uh, who was a high school friend. And it was really funny how it came about. Yeah, she actually, when I was pregnant, she was walking around the corner from where we would end up living together. And I hadn't seen her since high school and I was driving and I, w- I saw her wa- walking and I was like, Millie, Millie. And she was like, hey. And I was like, yo, I'm pregnant. Uh, and she's like, what? And her best friend, I think, was pregnant at the same time too. I would end up living with uh, her best friend a few years down the track uh, with our sons. Uh, so small world. And yeah, so that was 2016 that I saw her and then 2018 would end up living together in that house, like right around the corner. Random. Um, from where we first bumped into each other after so many years, after high school, which is really That's cool. That's so bizarre. Yeah, it's really bizarre. So my life is full of synchronicities. My mom, my. So yeah, Millie and I had a great experience in that house. Obviously, you know, had, you know, trials and tribulations living with a pre-one-year-old. I think that was pretty <laughs> daunting yeah, for my yeah, friend. Yeah. You know, um, having this kind of baby kind of <laughs> going through her stuff and like putting her jewellery you know, in his mouth and, you know, just like leaving squished bananas like amongst her <laughs> as clothes. As you do as a one-year-old. But she was really great. She was really great and she was, you know, she was a great support for, for me at that time and we had a really cool dynamic at the time. You know, we, we said that house was going to be you know, our place of healing, our our spot, because 2018 was going to be our bitch. <laughs> yeah, bitch. I mean, we your year. We were taking over 2018 because we've been through some, you know, some difficult times. I was a single mom and she was, you know, hustling, um, a naturopath student in the city. And, you know, and we just came together and we made that, that space um, pretty cool, pretty cool for the circumstances that we we're going through at the time. So we had a massive backyard and we had a shed. And again, the shed became like storage unit for all the extended family. Yeah. And I found like, you know, being a new mom, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, do you need some plates? And do, you need, <laughs> do you need like get chairs? Ten sets of everything. And I had, yeah, I ended up having like triple sets of everything, literally. Yeah. 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 And then also... All of my extended family, like not all my extended family, but some 
family members just like boxes of things and just yeah like, when they're just like you got the room you got the you room just, like store it here yeah. and then you're just kind of like will you pick up your stuff yeah at some stage yeah and that lawn oh my gosh it ended up getting like like meat like a, over a meter long i swear oh my god like okay so reservoir Gotta get gyms on the job oh my gosh so <laughs> so reservoir have like strange strange backyards like strange large spacious overly spacious backyards. backyards like you know small two to three bedroom house and like you know double size of the house backyard that is just like ridiculous nobody needs this nobody needs this especially a single mom <laughs> you know with the, with the pre-one-year-old it's not ideal mm. so that was a really cool cool space but I felt like each month I was like getting slammed with the lessons of life and uh you know that was but it was meant to be the the, the year the year our bitch yeah yeah so the, we, 2018 was our bitch we we thought we had it under wraps but alas alas were you we the bitch spoke in the too end. soon <laughs> was 2018 made you the bitch, bitch, you the bitch. a little bit a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I feel like uh you know we came we came through it we came through it as yeah. you know stronger better people stronger better faster stronger wait that the song? <laughs> makes it taller, better sorry, taller better faster stronger yeah that is so applicable thanks thank you you're like in, i grew three I mean, inches in that life, year even you should be singing that to orca, orca when he grows be like taller better faster stronger oh my gosh like every like year things that it's true and when, he, hey, when you like measure yeah. him in a door like yes. when you eventually do that and then be like yeah boy but also you've just kind of like made a point of like each year having a theme song Oh, you gotta have a theme song. <laughs> What's this year? Like, I uh, something about fuckery. Oh, this I would, year is... I'm gonna go with like going under uh, Evanescence. I'm going, going under because this year is drowning us all <laughs> in yeah. the current events. Right. But hopefully, we'll come out of it taller, better, faster, stronger. Wow. That's what I would like to say. So it's kind of like multi-dimensional, like you know, mm. as in like last the previous year's theme song can like link up to the like the current year's theme yeah, song. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's like quantum physics. It really is. <laughs> we are scientists. That's what. <laughs> we are on this podcast yes indeed yeah. so after so how long were you in this house yes I was there for about a year so yeah I love that house you know it was it was a really great time and I, I've actually been recently thinking about it that I wish I was still there but at the same time I've got to keep things in perspective because we like, didn't actually have a uh, air con so right. in summer it would get like 50, there. 50 degrees Ugh. and one time my Gross. my son who was a little baby was a little Chunky Chunk. Um, he was so cute. He actually got heat stroke within the oh. house ah. and was vomiting everywhere oh, from outside. So it wasn't a time and the real estate just would not get You've had a bunch of kind of crummy real estates. Air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, come on, it's I've got a so baby, man. It's so hard to get landlords to install air conditioners. They do not want to do it. Because that heating is-, is a requirement, but air con- but cooling isn't, which I think is ridiculous considering we live in Australia and like mm-hmm. and the temperatures are continuing to rise every year. It's climate change. Yeah, yeah. guys. So I think you got to check yourself real estate. Mm. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah. kind of that leads into my my point of like yeah, landlords and not investing in your properties. So one thing I will say about living in Melbourne and my experience of share house living in Melbourne is my gosh, what landlords will get away with? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! So legit. If we go, if we kind of like scoot back a few years before Reservoir going to the Preston Share House, okay, we had carpet in the kitchen. I repeat, carpet in Why? the kitchen. That's not practical. Carpet on the walls, people. What? Why? Carpet Who on made the walls. This? Yeah, it was like a seventies. Obviously, so 70s the seventies didn't know that steam existed. Because you know when you cook stuff and then steam 
happens. That can't be good for carpet. That can't, can't be good for be carpet good. or mold. No. Uh, and the stains. Yeah, what the actual shit. And it was also weird. Like it had these weatherboard houses that were really thin and I could feel like I, w- I could move them. And there was uh, tiles on the wall too in the lounge room. There's just a couple. Okay, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. Put the tiles in the, the kitchen. kitchen. On the ground. On the ground and on the and wall the, maybe. Yeah. You know how some people have like a splashback. Okay, yeah. that's, that's fine. Wall, wall tiles but like works. what are you doing there? What? What is this? Yeah, man. Wasn't well designed. No, no. So... I think with all these, you know, Preston Reservoir older houses, they were made really poorly. Like their foundations mm, are really poor. Like our old house. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just like, you know, the foundations are actually sinking mm-hmm. as time goes on. And, you know, there's like, oh, I was going to put like a fresh layer of paint and just like That'll cover do this it. up. That'll do it. Actually, it no. won't. It won't do we it. We need like an architect in there. And I'll be like, no, thank you. Yeah. To so a lot of that. back to Reservoir, they wouldn't get us air conditioning which you know it was advertised as you know air conditioning it was one of those old school ones but it didn't actually work it just it didn't even sneaky sneaky yeah so what what else about the house so yeah massive backyards and reservoir that is really hard to maintain and yeah that house was great that house was great it had had some good times you know i was watching my son grow um, had his first birthday party there. So that, oh, yeah, that was like, that was lit. That was a dope party. So your mum made that cake. My mum made a very nice cake. Shout um, out to Connie. Shout out to Connie. It had a big ass whale on the top of it. Sweet, sweet like Scony. Sweet like Scony on Instagram. Instagram. Follow yeah. her. She's wholesome. She's wonderful. She makes a lot of treats. She does. It yes. was an underwater cake because my son's name is Orca, and she really, she really went all she, out. She took that on she board. Took that. <laughs> that is the theme. Yeah, mum does love a theme. Mama Con. Yeah, she just she 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 went that. in there. And she, it was like a little orca whale on top, top of the cake. Of it. it was a three-tier cake. With, for a first birthday. For a first. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was blue, like the the water and obviously the And then it had all water. the sea creatures in it, Little crabs. It? She even made the little crabs and little starfish and little <laughs> sand. So and cute. And then an orca whale on top. It was so With cute. water coming with out. the water the blow, from the blowhole. <laughs> oh, that was a good cake. It was actually very funny because Monica like kept – a lot of that cake for <laughs> so long, oh and I remember when God. I was helping you when I was helping you move from the reservoir house because me and Brianna went to like help you clean when you were moving out, and that's what that was also when we discovered the shed being the dumping ground for every person you move because <laughs> we were like whose things are this, um, and that's why I ended up with like majority of your art supplies because you were like take it like I just can't <laughs> and my records and your records and then um I what's it called. So we're in there and then I'm just like, why do you still have this cake? And you're like, I can't chuck it out. And I was like, you have to take chuck a picture this out. and chuck it out. Yeah, like, so it was just like the top of the cake, like the just the, the icing. Bit. Yeah. I think, I think, um, Mum, mum vibes were, were, were extreme, you know. Yeah. Um, as a mum, you don't realize you kind of get these strange sentiments. And I just, I, I was just so fixated on having this cake, and I kept it. I think it was like on top of the fridge or something for months and months and months. Mm. And I just would not chuck it out. I was like, well, no, you know, people keep their wedding cakes, you know. I just got to keep it. It's like you got to part with. Yeah, this. you got to part with this. Yeah. Cake. There's something that is underlying. There are photos. Yeah. We remember. We remember the cake. Like yeah. convict gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> so. Yeah, the end. That was an end of an era. Um, yeah, I think all you girls came to help move move me out of that house. I yes. think I was done at that point. I was like, I've just you know spent a year. My whole life has been one big chaos in 2018. Yes, 2018 mm. did make me a little bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's- yeah, no, it was great. It was a really, it was really, really cool, really insightful uh, time. And I think my housemate and I, we we developed a really cool bond. You know. The closeness that comes with living in a share house as well, you know, just two people, 
you know, we, we developed a, you know, a really strong sisterhood, which was cool. You know, we had baths together, you know, we were very um, witchy. So we'd uh, get all crystals out each, each full moon and do the witchy vibes. We'd cute. cook, you know, and I think uh, a lot of like a lot of new recipes were coming up. From the woodworks as well. Like I started Cute. cooking satay, sauteed uh, tofu. Ooh, love so that la, was that was just nice. Love a satay. Yeah. Make, made my first cashew sauce. Ooh, you know, so delicious. Learning about the vegan the vegan life. I'm just going on a tangent here. No, but delicious tangent. So McCray <laughs> Street yes. was cool. And it also like, you know, it was home for, you know, my sister-in-law at the time. And uh, my mother-in-law came to stay with me and... Um, also we had my little cousin who was like, that was like her second home because she was in my parents' care at the time. So having a 13 year old around and a one year old, it was like, it was lots of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah. Lots of people. A lot of energy. A lot lot of of energy. energy. Yeah. So that was a chapter that ended. We said goodbye to that. And then after that, I ended up going into the flat, back into the flat. So it was like a 360. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Preston. That's right. And that was, that was a good time. But this was interesting because even though it was a two-bedroom flat, I ended up sharing it again mm. with my sister-in-law and her partner as well. But at the time, the, the flat was actually getting renovated. So it yeah. was like a lot of chaos. It was a small little two-bedroom flat. And for about three months, it was getting renovated. Plus, all my stuff was in storage and there was just like things everywhere. So it didn't really feel like a home yeah. mm. until the last moment where... I finally felt settled and then I'm an opportunity came up to move in with another single mother who happened to be my friend and living with another friend as well. So there was three of us and two toddlers. And <laughs> that was great in theory. Really great in theory. Oh, yes, theory on paper, lovely. Sounds yeah. yeah. No, it like was communal living sort communal of thing, like a living. community. Yeah. But living with two toddlers that wake up and it's just like Every yeah. morning, like stomping down the hallway, and it's just like, you know, energy times a hundred. You know, yeah, elevated to the max. That was an experience. You know, it's a time. You know, as single mothers, we got to band together. But you know, I think you also take on two kids. Yeah, because you, you, you and then you end up kind of awkwardly being like, like a there's a weird line. I guess there's lines in the way of like the parenting. What your responsibility is when it's not your kid, but you're sharing a house. Yeah. I think I think we, like we both genuinely loved each other's kids, you know, and our and our kids are best mates. So they, they became little little best friends. And I did enjoy when they'd be giggle pots. Yeah, yeah. They they were they were very cheeky, but it was that dynamic where so they were sharing a room, but they were also like, you know, fighting all the time. So mm. negotiating being like only only kids, you know, only children. Yeah. Mm. Negotiating Having to share with another yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, their toys and everything and but they're both like very. They're both very creative beings. So, um, so yeah, it was really cool to see them grow together as little humans. And we had a time. So this this house has been a very big learning curve. I've just only recently moved out of this place, and you know, from the get go, I was not a hundred percent in my gut. It was very rushed, and the landlord and the real estate. See, this you know, was horrible. This was this was the you know the icing on the cake in terms of shit house experiences. So, so we, we, they made us sign the lease, um, within a day of accepting. And it was like, you've got to, you know, you've got a 24 hours to, to decide whether you want this house. Yeah. I think that's normal though. Cause that's what they did to us when we got this house as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, I just didn't feel a hundred percent about it. it. Was, it was just, it very, just felt very rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was just me. Maybe I was being a little bit sensitive, but we went in and you know, the real estate, 
the the office, you know, there was like actually no wall, so it was just like flaking past. Okay, uh, past ah. yeah, and not like, a great sign. And it just like didn't have a very warm vibe, and I was like, this doesn't, this feels a little bit dodgy. Um, you know, I just I'm not getting the greatest feel about this, and you know, there was a few little comments here and there, you know, about bond loans and kind of I just felt we felt a little bit uh, stigmatized, I guess, being mm. single moms and and young women as well, young women who were studying and mm. and you know, there was that kind of like patriarchal vibe. It's like, oh, you know, you're just some young, dumb, dumb women. And we were like, no, actually Great. we're very intelligent, yeah. uh, independent people who happen to be young mothers as well. So there was that vibe. So we, so I actually went into this house without looking at it and then it would turn out that this house would actually have asbestos all through the shed. Oh, so no. exposed asbestos. And there was maintenance mm. things as well. So we like, you know, things were, you know, taps weren't working or taps were shuttering and the PowerPoints were working and, you know, just little things. Very things that you need for basic living, you know, like black not, mold. Oh, yeah. So oh. like not poison, like yeah. asbestos or black mold. Number one. Number one. Not uh, poison. Numero not a house that's not actively trying to kill you. Yes. Yeah. You want to live in a house that just is a house, not yeah. has an agenda. Yeah. Number two, um, water taps. Like you need water to live. Mm-hmm. And or shuttering. 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 And also power, electricity. That's cool. Um, and it was this like whole like thing where it was like, you know, Oh, are we allowed to speak up? You know, we, we're gonna we, we're gonna you know rock the boat if we if we speak up about these simple maintenance things. And it's like, no, you know, we're paying rent, and it's, it's like your we have rights. rights. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like this massive lesson about actually you know standing were, our ground. And they were actually, like trying to argue against not clearing out the so, pestos. So right? this oh my had, god. So we actually spoke about we we spoke up to the real estate about the uh, just general maintenance, and then also that the, like that our parents had noticed that there was exposed asbestos. One of our housemates, her dad specifically, said, hey, this is asbestos. You should get it checked out, especially because we have two young kids. And within the first week of living there, our real estate ended up calling us. And uh, he called my housemate. Oh, he called me first, actually, and was like, oh, you know, um, if you want to break the lease now, you can, instead of actually just – you know, fixing the general maintenance. Oh my god! So it was kind of. I was like, no, we've just done the lease. We've got two kids. We're just setting up. You know, we don't want to just, just want like, the house to not be a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, we just want to just like set up. <laughs> I just want a house that tastes like real house. house. Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. You don't want yeah. cheese to taste like real cheese. You know. Yeah. So then, I was obviously onto it because I was like, you know, I just want to get all these things, you know, set in place because you know, with children, you want to just be settled. Obviously, I sent another email being like, hey, do you think we can get someone to inspect the asbestos in the back shed? And also get the general maintenance fixed up. And our real estate did not like that. He called my darling housemate, who is as sweet as pie, who is like an angel. He called her. And for one, calling as well. Number two, not emailing. It's like, didn't want anything in writing. writing. 100%. 100%. they, They like to be sneaky. But essentially he told her, he threatened her. He threatened us. He said, um, you better be careful about what you're doing oh you've been on my back you've been at me for weeks you've been at me all week you're like saying you know where we've been at him and it's um, your job yeah we've been yeah. at him and we better careful be careful what we do uh because he has the power to put our names on a blacklist oh my god yeah he threatened to blacklist us and to make it harder for us to get houses in the future that's like literally what paraphrasing the, the words so that he fucked. said said to That's my horrible. housemate and my housemate being a young uni student and you know a casual worker as well you know it's hard enough to get housing and just by us 
as women actually stepping up and saying, hey, you know, we just want these basic things fixed. And actually asbestos is a huge risk to our health and our children's health because our kids run amok. Yeah. It's a backyard. We want a backyard. And they run through everything. You can't always keep your eyes completely on them, especially in the shed. Yeah. You know, unless we completely bar off the shed. But, yeah, essentially they threatened us. Um, they threatened my housemate. Uh, with messed up. blacklisting us and um, even evicting us. Which um, is absolutely horrible. Yeah, so it's definitely ev- illegal. Evicting absolutely. us. Evicting us. Name and shame. Who yeah, threatening us and then, yeah, blacklisting us as well, which also brought up a lot of like fear and trauma within the house around our stability and our security and also past experiences of, you know, having rented people like, you know, through childhood as well and – how people have been blacklisted and how that actually affects people and that home security as well. It's yeah. like, you know, home is a security and like the power of landlords and real estate is, I yeah. believe, one of the highest um, mm. in just on a day-to-day living. Um, yeah. Just put a black can, mark against your name and then it's on you forever and, it, you know. So that it, actually happened to a, my housemate's mother and that was really like a lot of fear for her because. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. And that's so, so that was definitely not a good start to the house uh, because I was – like being kind of you know the person that I am that doesn't really back down I've got like really strong values uh I was you know trying to tell my housemates like we need to get this fixed we need to to do this and they refused uh so the real estate the landlord refused to actually get someone to inspect the asbestos so we had to take it within ourselves we said look and they said no there's no reason for um there's no reason for uh, inspection because there's no problem kind of thing. Okay. And we want someone to inspect it. What they ended up doing is they ended up getting a handyman to come in, mm-hmm. to come into our house and rip a side of the shed off with no protective gear on. Um, and oh just my God. And then put that open exposed asbestos into another like little back old, old rundown plaster shed mm-hmm. and left the door open. So the asbestos spores were probably out in the yard. And um, was like, yeah, that's done, you know, kind of. What, like we got rid of it? We got rid of it, shut up. But really it was just like one part of it. There was no inspection of the asbestos. They just got a handyman that they like independently paid or whatever. What? To just they probably didn't tell him it was shit. asbestos, did they? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Because like I wouldn't think a handyman would take the job. It's like also like how much, like he better been paid a bit. Well, that's like. what we thought. We thought it was just like so unfair. Like, well, he's like putting his own risk. Uh, his own health yeah. at risk. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was putting his own health at risk and we thought it was really dodgy and I was like, nah, this does not feel right. So we took it upon ourselves to actually call up uh, the asbestos company, one particular place in Carlton, I think it was, and they came and checked it out and they they um, identified the exposed asbestos in the back sheds, in the laundry, in the laundry, outdoor laundry and um, some in the front like veranda Pagola oh. area. So uh, they were like, the landlord was like, look, you know, we don't um, we don't want to fix it. Uh, it's going to cost us thousands of dollars, you know. So they evicted us. Ugh. They evicted us and gave us 14 days notice with oh two my children. God. So that was really what fun. Was your, like, what was your lease that you'd signed? Well, it was a one-year lease. I don't, that's, I don't think they're allowed to do so that. So they're not actually allowed to do that. So they actually evicted us us on the terms that it was uh, unfit for human habitation oh, and unfit because they're a piece of shit you so should get un- like some so unfit, compensation for this yeah unfit for human habitation is like 
a meth den. So there was no asbestos inside the house, yeah. but it was outdoors. So it was actually considered as urgent maintenance. So mm. legally they had to do it. They have to. They yeah, have to you can't to, live there. Um, well, we can live there, but they have to tend to urgent maintenance yeah. because they there's no not enough premise to actually evict us. Yeah. Um, but they evicted us within 14 days and we were like, no, we're not leaving. Um, so it was a really, really stressful. So we took them to VCAT. So we got a lawyer. We got a pro bono lawyer um, in, in Footscray. And the so we made an application. But because we didn't pay for the application or some, the payment didn't go through, our application just got scrapped. And then and then the real estate made an application to evict us. And so that made this – so we went to VCAT and we had all our files. We had yeah. our, all our case – and it was a boss female – she was a boss female judge and she looked at their application and they didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even like, reference the right section of the constitution. Oh. And they were like oh. – Was she you? just like, bitch, please. She was Dumb like, asses. we cannot – she was like, well, you don't have a case. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the landlord was like, they're just like, sit down, stay in your lane, like, stop. Like, you don't yeah. even try. Um, but, you know, they didn't have enough description to back up their – their claim grounds. of un- yeah, their grounds of unfit for human habitation. So we said our case, which we really didn't have to say much. Uh, I stood up and I was like, felt like I was in judge duty. And I was like, <laughs> this is my case. Here's our Manila folder of documents. You know, Fuck. read and weep, yes. motherfuckers. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, but the 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 judge was just like to the real, to the landlord. Look, five thousand dollars is nothing. As a landlord, as someone who's invested in a property, it is within your best interest if you don't want to potentially get sued in the future for asbestosis. Mm. And it was like, yo, man, you know, you're – and it was really hard as well. It was like a moral dilemma because he came with his little daughter. The landlord came with his little daughter and his family. And I was like, it seems like he was a really humble kind of guy. But it's like you're not willing to put a bit of money in your property knowing that you have leased it to – two single mothers and a student living with two children. Mm. You yeah. have two small children under I the age of four. Shame. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely our kind of boss bitch uh, power yes. moment. So we were actually – we had a mediation. So that, so after after the really, really short court hearing, wasn't even a, wasn't even really a proper hearing. Yeah. The judge was like, all right, go and sort it out. Try to sort it out amongst yourselves and some mediation – so we had a duty lawyer with us and our real estate agent who had threatened my housemate was obviously sitting across from me. And I just said, look, I am a really professional person. I um, have a reputation within this community and within my own practice. And we are all very respect- respectable people. And how you conducted yourself, your behavior was not acceptable to my Woo! housemate. To my housemate who's sitting right next to me. And yeah, he goes, go off. Oh, oh, I do remember that day. And I, I did actually raise my voice, but that's just how I speak, you know. And I'm sorry about that. And I said, no. don't. And I actually said to him, I said, don't look at me. You need to look at my housemate and apologize to her. And so in front Woo! of the duty lawyer, my mum, the landlord, <laughs> yes. my other housemate, and my two housemates, I made him apologize. Good. Yes. yes and I called him out on his disgusting behavior. That is such mum energy. Yeah. Well. Like, it's mom very energy. like, now apologize Did to you? Libby P. Like, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, but I, but I like, had to put him in his d- place. Yeah, fuck yeah, because that's horrible. And I just thought, you know, how often do you get away with this kind of behavior? You know, would you be speaking to us like this if we were a little bit older, if we were, you know, married and if had you more were money? Men. If you were men. If we were men. If we were men. You know, yeah. and I just thought, no, no actually, they I'm not, not. going to be, you know, a victim to your, you know, your intimidation 
tactics. And a lot of people don't know their rights. So a lot of people would be threatened by that and would just, yeah. you know, give in. And we were. And I was I was really adamant that we that we would find the right information to actually educate ourselves. Like, no, they can't actually blacklist us. Like they actually have no grounds. And if they were to do this, they they would be reported. Because yeah, we yeah. as as tenants have rights. you know, have rights. And I think it was very triggering for us because you know, when it comes to having children and our security, it's like, how yeah. dare you? How, how dare you fuck with that? How dare you play with, um, play with our livelihoods in that in that way? You know, it's not a game. You know, our, our health, our health, and our well being and our rights to security actually is valid and matters. And absolutely, reach, I think that is that was a lesson out of this. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you may have power as landlords and as real estates, but we have rights and we fought for those rights. That's a good thing for our um, listeners to take on board as well is that you do have rights, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A good good life story. And also keep all the documents. So even if like a a real estate or landlord is trying to, or specifically a real estate, is trying to intimidate you via the phone, we ended up not taking his calls. So yeah. they tried to find other things to get us out of the house for. So bond, they were like, you know, you haven't answered the call, our calls for 60 days. And it's like, we spoke to you two weeks ago when you evicted us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we kept every, every record, every email thread. And when he did actually threaten my housemate, we made it, we made a note and we documented the date and the time of that as well, because, you know, you've got to do it as, uh, as things so can slip through the, the cracks. And we ended up getting the asbestos uh, capped and sealed. So they didn't remove it, but they, they got did it. something about they, it. They at least they did, did something, something about it. Which so. was the fucking bare minimum. Honestly. Like, God, that makes me so mad. Yeah, so that was a big lesson. And it was a big lesson to kind of rush into something. And, and you know, I guess... The listeners out there will come from many different walks of life and demographics and life circumstances. You know, myself being a single mum, you know, we don't have to compromise. We don't have to appease other people. At the end of the day, this is going a little bit deep for Sharehouse Nation. No. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's okay to want things of, of a standard. Of course, you know, we are we are very privileged at times to have what we have. But also it's like we fought we fought for the rights to have air conditioning and heating and it's okay yeah. to want those simple things when you have children and not compromise absolutely yeah. know your rights people and know they're like rights. and it's like it's their right to you know they're getting money off you monthly like That's you it. are paying to be here and the thing is it's, it's their charity. right to yeah it's not fucking charity like it's their right to uphold the things that are basic human needs. rights yeah. and basic needs so definitely it's, yeah damn i'm so glad that you guys like didn't roll over and you did what you had it to do it was a massive learning curve i was so proud of my housemates and i was proud of all of us for you know sticking to to that case because we we're, were actually going to withdraw from the the vcat um we weren't going to go to vcat and we're like no nah, no nah, let's just do it they, they, they've gone that far to evict us and to take us to to court uh so, <laughs> so we're like, just, all right, baby, you, you want to fight? Let's fight. Let's fight, honey. Let's fight. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna. We've got a bit of spice to come back yeah, at girl. you. Yeah, what girl. a good positive note. Yeah, That's a, it's a great positive note. So we got yeah. there in the end, and we didn't get kicked out because you know, and I and I often think, you know, if we didn't actually fight for that, we probably would have just, you know, succumbed to that that intimidation and that bully. Like it was a, a bully tactic. It was yeah. harassment. So na 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 na. We don't stand for that here at Sharehouse Nation. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Snaps. Snaps, snaps. snaps. Booyah, snaps. booyah. Snaps. 
So I think that's me for tonight, but thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. No, no, thank being you for being show. here. Um, is there anything you want to cheeky plug? Because you're an artist uh, uh, as a An we. artist. Um, anything you want to plug uh, recently in your stuff? What, what are your socials? Hit us up with your socials. Hit us up with your socials. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, at the moment, there's so many things happening in the world and, you know, we're in unprecedented times, obviously – you know, Black Lives Matter is a huge movement that's that's happening right now and that I think is crucial for people to get um, get educated. Um, if you don't know what's happening out there, the deaths in custody that's happening within Australia, within America, um, and the pr- police brutality. So uh, that is really important, um, important issue happening at the moment. And we need to stop that. We need allies and we need, we need support. Uh, so that Absolutely. is Absolutely. something that I'm very, you know, a massive advocate uh, for our communities and our people and our Indigenous brothers and sisters, our um, brothers and sisters um, across the world who are affected um, for affected every day for for being Black, being Indigenous, being Pacific Islander, West Papuan. Uh, so that that stuff you know needs to completely stop yeah. when we need to and come you're, together. And you're obviously a huge advocate for that and your that reflects in your art as well. So would you what would be the thing to follow you on to keep in the yeah, loop so with all of that? My Instagram is Monica Jasmine Caro. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And, just, and we'll watch your space there. and keep stay keep safe. Posted. Keep take posted. care. And yeah, one love. And take care, Gun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, thank you so much for listening to Thank Share you House so Nation. much. And obviously, you can get in touch with us on our socials, which I never like to repeat. So I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can get in touch on email at sharehousenation at gmail.com or on all the socials at sharehousenation, except for Twitter, where we are sharehousepod. Great. Yes. Huzzah. Yes, that's it. I was like, is that right? Yes, it, it is. is right. All right. Okay. <laughs> good Yay. night. Good night. And good morning. I don't know where you are. Okay, bye.